Hello, my name is Roland Five, and I'd like to thank you for joining my podcast today. So today is Friday, the 13th of March, 2020, um, and here in Ottawa and Canada, indeed across all of North America, we're kind of at the height of concern slash preparedness for the COVID-19 uh, outbreak. Um, a lot of companies are now, a lot of people and companies are at this very moment scrambling and figuring out what they may do, how this, this potential pandemic um, will affect their businesses. And I thought this would be an excellent opportunity for us to uh, talk about uh, re working remotely and teleworking. Um, and, you know, my goal is to kind of share some of our experiences and some of our thought processes. Um, it's not intended to be a checklist of things you must do, but more in line with, um, uh, you know, some of, some of the challenges we've had, how we've overcome them, um, and ultimately our decision to move forward with as a firm in, in promoting teleworking amongst our staff. So that's what I want to talk about today. And again, it's not going to be a checklist of all the things you need to do. It's really just a discussion of our experiences. So um, as you can tell, we are a firm which promotes teleworking. Um, and it wasn't always that way. There was um, a real hesitance, um, if you go back a couple of years, for us to do that. I mean, there, there was a perception that um, people who work remotely may not actually be that effective. And you can kind of picture people uh, logging into their computer for a couple of hours in the morning, doing their shopping, come back at the end of the day. So I think, you know, for a lot of employers, that fear of lost productivity is, um, is something which might be a hindrance, might be a roadblock to them implementing a teleworking po uh, policy. So I'll get to our, uh, how we've addressed that as a firm, but, but basically the first starting point is to kind of evaluate whether or not you can, the nature of your work, um, is, is it possible for you to telework? And as a professional services firm, the answer is generally yes. Um, we do like to promote uh, interaction, direct interactions with our clients. Um, anytime you meet with a client, uh, it, f it strengthens the relationship. Um, to the extent possible, we like to work on client sites or have them join us at our office. So client interaction is certainly something which is a good uh, business tool, uh, strengthens relationships, like I said. But in times like this where, um, you know, that's not possible or it's being discouraged by the health authorities, um, you know, we, we can take a temporary hiatus from, from these uh, client interactions. So we, we looked at and said, you know, basically as a firm, is this something we want to promote? And given the weather here in Ottawa, um, you know, there's probably five or six snow days where people just simply can't make it into the office um, or LRT prevents us from actually having a full work day. So with all of these things, um, we decided a number of years ago to to basically, you know, enable teleworking for those who can. And and right now, if I kind of look at uh, who we've got in the office, uh, there's some support staff who need to you know, call carriers and that sort of thing. And then there's some more uh, articling students who just simply cannot work at home. But we're trying to, to move as many of our staff to a, uh, a teleworking potential. And certainly now during this this potential pandemic, we're, we're going to uh, encourage people to work from home. So how did we overcome the um, this fear of people goofing off? Well, I mean, number one, we have really good people. And I think that if you, you have concerns about that happening, maybe you haven't hired properly. So that's that's one way to look at it. Uh, and in a professional services firm, accounting firms and law firms are pretty unique beasts. Um, we tend to, you know, our product is our time. 
so you know staff are required to you know account for all of their time so um, we have good measurement tools just simply to capture time and and to uh, to to figure out how, how much time we're spending on various engagements so with that kind of measurement tool in place it's really difficult even if you had people who wanted to slack off a little bit um, it is you know it's difficult for them to do so because they do have to account for their time and again that's certainly not an issue in our firm um, we have the tools to capture people's uh, time and how much they've spent on various engagements but essentially you know we've got full and complete trust um, across the across the entire organization that people will not goof off and they you know generally enjoy what they're doing now that's not to say that if people work from home they uh, won't partition their day um, certainly nothing wrong with that if you have people who enjoy working a few hours in the morning taking the opportunity during the day to um, to you know, run a few errands and then make up that time at the end of the day I think we're flexible enough that uh, for the most part that doesn't pose a, pro pose a problem and you know we, we overcame that just simply by the trust factor for our people given uh, our measurement tools that we've got so I mean one one of the difficulties even if you can totally trust people to work from home um, when you're a firm or an organization where you've got a wide variety of staff at different levels of experience and expertise um, there is a certain level of mentorship that is required to take uh, more junior staff up to a level um, where they can actually perform and that takes time so if you've got all of your more experienced staff members working remotely all the time um, I think there is a tendency to you know for some of the junior staff to not be able to benefit as, as, as well um, as they might be able to if they were just simply to walk into someone's office and ask them questions so um, as a temporary measure it's fine but I think as a permanent measure you have to do weigh you do have to weigh rather the um, you know the impact that having all of your your senior people and more experienced people off-site and how that might impact your the growth plans for for people who are uh, younger and newer in their careers but again if we're kind of looking at a temporary let's say two or three week period or you know extended snow day because we had a big dump of snow um, that's generally not a problem the other um, I guess the other factor which um, might prevent people from and organizations from uh, fostering and, and encouraging teleworking is is the cost so you know it, it re does require a certain robust infrastructure um, you know you have to have very very good servers you have to have VPNs and secu secure connections to make sure that when people do um, you know remote into the office that um, that the internet pipe is big enough to handle all that traffic and that it is secure um, so that's certainly not an inc inconsequential cost um, what we've done as a firm I mean we've had a number of people who from time to time have teleworked either on vacation or you know working from down south um, so we've put that infrastructure in place and uh, we've kind of you know for now at, at this point for us it's it's kind of a given that the internet pipe is big and the and the server is robust um, so there there's that level of infrastructure um, and there's also the need to make sure that if people do work remotely that they have the hardware uh, they can use and at home and um, that they are as efficient at home as they would be in the office and that's essentially what our goal is um, we want people to if they choose to work from home or have to work from home as we're dealing with now that the level of efficiency that they're experiencing at the home office is every bit as good as what they would experience in the office so you know we kind of looked at 
um, you know, went kind of evaluated our minimum configuration. We kind of looked at what everybody needs to work at home, and that's obviously a PC. In our case, we you know we identified dual monitors, scanners, um, those people who needed to print documents uh, to mark up. Um, you know, we got them printers and, and shredders. So there's the hardware cost, uh, but that's kind of a one-time thing. Um, and you know, in our case, we we've we've kind of adopted the Microsoft Surface Pro as our our go-to tablet. It's a fully functional PC, and um, you know now people can just simply you know put it in their docking station at home or put it in their docking station at the office, and uh, it's pretty seamless. So the the hardware costs are not inconsequential, but if you kind of it, it is an investment, and although the costs are upfront, the savings and benefits. Um, are real, but they're just a little bit harder to evaluate. So if you kind of think about uh, Ottawa, um, like I said, you know, you could probably count on at least five um, five snow days every year. Um, and we have staff with young families, so maybe you know the, the sitter, the babysitter is sick, and they have to um, you know they have to work from home because there's no daycare for the kids. There's a whole bunch of reasons why that happens. So you know, in most cases, you're probably looking at you know anywhere between 10 to 15 days a week, or sorry, 10 to 15 days a year, um, where, you know, it is for reasons, all of these variety of reasons, where it is certainly much easier for people to work from home. And, you know, the cost of, you know, if it costs a couple of thousand dollars uh, to outfit someone with a, with a setup at home, um, but you get those extra 10 or 15 days of additional productivity or you prevent the lost productivity from those, those days, it, it does actually work out quite well. Um, so for us, you know, the costs were upfront. We did evaluate and we just determined as a firm that it was worth the expenditures to, to outfit everyone with, uh, with whatever they needed so that their office configuration was the same as their home configuration. So uh, glad we did it. Um, and that seems to, uh, you know, those expenditures are, are, are made and we're now at the point where we can reap the benefits of it. Now, um, to have a fully functional teleworking workforce, um, the layer that we were missing, it's great that everybody can, can work from home. Um, but again, you know, we don't work in silos. Um, we work on some larger engagements where everyone needs to collaborate on things. So you know, we really didn't find that missing piece that would really make the organization hum uh, until we adopted uh, Microsoft Teams. So it's not a commercial for Microsoft. There's other competing pro uh, platforms like Slack, uh, Google Hangouts. But for us, Microsoft Teams was the tool that we, we adopted. And, um, you know, aside from the, even in the non-telework environment, we were able to you know, set up group chats and uh, certain workspaces and teams um, for some of our larger client groups or different areas of expertise. But in times of like this, when we're working from home, um, the you know the the tool that Teams provides allows everyone to uh, to collaborate, chat, exchange files, share screens, and do all of those things that we're kind of missing. Um, and, you know, these the teams and, and competing platforms like that have been around for a while, um, but they're becoming more and more mainstream. And, and certainly in terms of the Microsoft offering, it's really changed dramatically in the last six months. And it truly has enabled us to, to work off-site and um, not quite as good as, you know, walking into someone's office and asking them what they think about this. 
but um, with the ubiquity of, of webcams and, the, and these online platforms, we're able to do almost the same sort of thing. And uh, really, it's, it hasn't impacted productivity at all. So, you know, again, the message here is um, teleworking, if, if you're an auto mechanic, you can't do it. But if you're a professional services business um, and, you know, you don't need to actually be there, um, the investment is not inconsequential, like I said, but um, the benefits of teleworking, or at least having the ability to telework, are certainly worth it. We have cert we've you know have not regretted the investment and and the time we've put into to making a system like that. Um, and we're not Shopify, we're not Google. There's not you know hundred million dollar budgets for this sort of thing. So it can be done um, in a small business environment as long as you you kind of recognize the costs are upfront, but the benefits are more long-term, uh, a little less tangible, but I think it does certainly pay for itself. And certainly one of, uh, another spin-off benefit of this um, has been, let's say on the employee morale side of things, having the ability and knowing that your, your employer fosters this really does, um, it does improve morale. I mean, not, it's not for everyone, and, and certainly I would not, we don't have any policy where people can work from from home full time, but just knowing that, uh, even a very simple case that you're not going to have to uh, spend a two hour, hour, hour and a half, or two hour commute into the office, uh, and same thing on the way home on some of these very bad snow days, um, and just saying to someone, listen, you know, take your Surface Pro home with you, um, and work work from home for the next day, or and if it takes two days to clean up the streets, then then by all means do it, and and that really does. Uh, it, it improves morale because there's nothing worse than knowing that you're going to spend three or four hours on the road. So that's one example where employee morale has improved. And just certainly, uh, again, f uh, people who've got young families, knowing that um, if you've got deadlines and there's pressure for on the work side, but you have to balance the, the home life commitments, that there is a solution to that. So um, I think it has been well received. Certainly as an employer, um, we've been able to minimize or, or certainly reduce the amount of downtime we've experienced during these times. And uh, from the employee's perspective, um, it's given them a level of flexibility and control over their work-life balance that I think is, um, it's really difficult to put a price on that. I mean, it really does uh, weigh uh, on people's morale and, uh, it, you know, it makes that work-life balance much more easy to manage. So with that, again, no, uh, no checklist, no way to, you know, not intended here to say you've got to do this, but, but certainly uh, what I encourage everyone to do is look at the barriers, you know, kind of sit down and say, why are we not doing this? And then, um, you know, putting a price tag on it, um, finding out the, the tools that will help you overcome those barriers, and whether it be the cost of hardware, the lack of collaboration, the trust level you have in your employees, whatever those barriers are, they can be overcome. Um, this is a process. It's certainly not something you can say, you know, there's an event coming in two weeks and we want to telework. Um, it's not going to work. This is a, something that takes, uh, you know, takes easily six months on the, on the short end for an organization to figure out what works for them, what doesn't work. Uh, you know, what kind of minimum configuration are we going to have for all our employees? So, um, you know, if you're sitting here on the eve of a potential shutdown for this COVID-19 pandemic and say, okay, Monday, we want everybody to telework, uh, and you've never really taken any steps to do it, that's not going to work. But um, it's, it's, a, it's a process. And for us, we've been experimenting with this off and on um, 
for for a couple of years and uh, the processes have evolved to the point where we're now able to work effectively when the need comes and um, you know haven't really missed a beat it's really not had an impact on on our productivity as a firm so we're quite happy with this so again just to repeat um, if you want to do this if you have uh, concerns and reasons why you don't want to do it um, I think they can be overcome and I think you'll be happy if you do it um, you'll be pleased with the results maybe not initially but uh, you know a year into this I think you'll you probably look back on it and say you know how did we ever manage without teleworking as as part of our tool belt so with that I'd like to thank you all for listening and uh, we'll see you next time